Hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Listen, I am a grace girl, the daughter of the King of Kings, and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me on today as I share a word of encouragement. And I'm going to talk about who are you within the body of Christ? Are you a sheep? Are you a goat? And we're coming from Matthew 25 verses 31 through 46. So grab your coffee or have your tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ what it truly means to being love in action. Welcome, welcome, welcome again to all of our returning listeners and to our first time listeners. For all of you who are tuning in today, we just want to say thank you for coming back this week. I pray that this week has been a week that has been filled with blessings. Amen. In spite of what you may have uh, dealt with personally, whether it was in your home on your jobs, within your family, whatever the case may be, I pray that on today you be inspired and encouraged through this podcast. Amen. And today we're going to talk about who are you within the body of Christ? Are you a sheep of God or are you a goat? Wow. That is a lot. I know that some of you are saying, what is she talking about? But I'm glad for all of you Bible readers. I know that uh, you know about the parable of the sheep and the goat. And um, for all of you who are first time listeners um, and you're not familiar with the Bible, maybe you haven't gotten to Matthew or the, the New Testament to kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. I pray that in this, this broadcast today that you'll get an opportunity to have a better understanding. Amen. We're going to jump into the text. I'm going to read the entire text visually. And then the focus text is, is going to be verses 34 and 35. And then we're going to jump back to some of the other ones. But I'm going to just read it so that you get an uh, understanding of the text just so you can hear it. Amen. And this is Jesus speaking now to the disciples. And I'm starting at verse 31. And the word of God says, when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All of the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come You who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Are thirsty and gave you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Are needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see when did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. 
Then he will say to those on his left, these are the goats, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty. You gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you have done, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Powerful words. Amen. And, and when we think about goat, the analogy of a goat, I know that, you know, we say goat as the, the, the acronym is greatest of all time. But here we're not talking about that. Um, me as an artist, for you who may not know, I was an artist, a rap hip hop artist. And my favorite rap hip hop artist is Rakim. We consider him, I consider him the, the goat, which means the greatest of all time. Many of you who are basketball fans consider Michael Jordan as the goat of basketball. But I, but we know, and, and personally as believers, we know the greatest of all time, that goat is Jesus Christ, the man, the deity, the savior who gave us, who gave his life for the salvation of the world. Amen. But here, the writer Matthew, a, a, a tax collector prior to becoming a disciple, he was a Jewish disciple. And when he wrote this, this, this epistle, he was speaking mainly to Jewish believers in Christ. So much of his style and the analogies were culturally biased uh, for them to get an understanding or grasp what he was speaking about. Because as a Jew who um, believed in Christ, Matthew's message was to spread the clear evidence that Jesus Christ was in fact the Christ and King and Lord of Lords and Savior. So again, he was speaking mainly to Jewish believers, converts, and he was connecting the Old Testament and the New Testament prophecy with the emphasis on fulfilling the prophecy. So again, here, when you look at why the sheep and the goat analogy, you know, that was the question I had. Why the sheep and the goat analogy? Why these animals? Well, let me just give you some information. First, realistically and relatable, the occupation of shepherds was understood culturally. Secondly, shepherds had a great responsibility to ensure the sheep were taken care of. Uh, thirdly, the animals were known to be herded together. So the sheep and the goat were, were known to be herded together. Just as believers, as believers, we, we make up the body of Christ. We come from all different races, all different backgrounds, all different nationalities, right? So we're put together. Again, the sheep and the goat, that, that analogy was not meant to be for us to understand, both of them were considered to be followers of the shepherd. Amen. The shepherd we're talking about humanity is Jesus Christ. And, and when it comes to the sheep, the shepherd was the one that was sent to provide or take care of them. And, and, and here are some of the characteristics of the sheep. Sheep are domesticated animals. The proverbial, their proverbial, uh, 
issue is that for they have a tendency to be a follower. So sheep are domicile and they're easily influenced and they're considered to be timid and defenseless creatures. Amen. And then let's look at the characteristics of a goat. Goats were considered to be naturally curious. They were considered rebellious in nature, notorious for escaping their housing, their fences, wherever they lived. They were considered intelligent because once they discovered a weakness was within their housing area, they would exploit it repeatedly. So if they found a weakness in the gate, wherever it was, they would continue to ram it until eventually they would break free. Now, unlike the sh the, the, the sheep, the goats kind of had an idea. They wanted to do things their own way. And we know that if they escaped, the pen that was put or the fence that was put there to keep them, they would eventually cause themselves harm. So as intelligent as they thought they were, they really were not. Amen. And then it also says that goats did not shepherd well with others. They didn't get along really with the other sheep too much. Amen. And then the other thing is they would follow the shepherd, but because of their propensity to be rebellious, they got themselves into trouble. Amen. So how does the analogy of sheep and goat relate to us humans within the body of Christ? What's the connection? I want you to understand that there are at least three ways as disciples of Christ. We must take a personal reflection of who we are within the body of Christ based upon our actions to others. In other words, how do we treat those within our family, within our community or within our world? How do we treat them? Are we leading by example? as the sheep that Jesus referred to in Matthew 25, when he says, are we leading by the example of the goat, the goats that Jesus referred to in Matthew 25, you know, Hebrews 13 and three says, do not too. I'm sorry. says, do not fret to show hospitality to strangers for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing so it's important to be kind. It's it's important, again, to value each other, not looking down on people because of where we might, where they might be in life. And there are three things I want us to just quickly look at. We have uh, when it refers to us as as um, our personal accountability. Right. With the first thing is we have a personal responsibility I want us to remember that we have we will be held accountable individually. Very early on in the text, Jesus, he says that he will separate everyone, not into groups. He's going to separate us either as sheep or goat, but he's going to judge us individually. So there is an individual responsibility that you have. That's that personal responsibility, not your local church, not your local community or your government. You're going to be judged by the King of Kings and the Savior by your own actions, not your mama's, not your daddy, not your pastor, not your children, your husband, your wife, your cousin, your nanan, your parent, nobody but you. You will not be able to hide under the umbrella of anyone else but yourself. The second thing is there is a personal sacrifice that is required, which is personal service to others. What do you do? If you're doing it with the right heart, what do you do? What are you doing? Are you doing it with the right heart? You know, see the sheep that Jesus is talking about. Remember, he said they, they fed him when he was hungry, when he was thirsty. They gave him something to drink. Um, when he was in prison, they came to see him. They were doing 
personal service. There is a sacrifice when you do something for someone else. Amen. Whether you write a check, whether you pray for them, you are sacrificing your time, your talents, as well as your, your, your monies, if you're doing it. But the question is, what is the heart that we're doing it in? Paul reminds us in first Corinthians 13 and three, if he said, this is what Paul says, the apostle Paul, he says, if I give all I possess as to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. See, Paul, again, he's letting us know if even if you're doing a personal service, you got to make sure your heart is right. You can't just do the service. And then, in, like Paul said, and you're giving over your body, you're giving over your talents, you're letting everybody know what you're doing. But at the same time, your heart is far from God. That's what the goats do. The sheep do personal service out of love for others. And the goats do personal service out of getting glorification for what they're doing. They could care less really about the person or what they're doing it. They're just doing it because they want to get accolades. Amen. And they're only going to do it for certain people. See, that's the difference with the goats and the sheep. The goats did it, but they didn't do it for the everyday person. They did it for the leaders or they did it for the famous people or the person that was on the come up and they say, man, let me sow, let me be a blessing to this person. Cause I know one day they'll be able to turn around and do a blessing to me. So they did it for that person that they felt like was on the come up, but in all actuality, they were only doing it because they were looking for the benefit on the back end. Let's be real. People are all guilty. We've all been guilty with that at some point of another. People walk past the homeless person. They walk past the single mother that's struggling. They'll walk past the single father that's, that's struggling. They'll walk past that, that, that family that's working, but they still can't meet their everyday needs or the person that's jobless or the family that's going through a health scare. They, they'll, they'll go past that person and they'll go strictly for the person that's popular. Because, you know, they see all the people that's connected to them. And man, let me do this. Because eventually they think that they're going to get, you know, some kind of, of accolade. It's being done on social media all the time. The young man, Nipsey Hussle, he was doing great things. The rap artist, he was doing great things for his community. Right. This young man was highly intelligent. He left a legacy for his children. They were different celebrities as well as people, regular people, not famous people. That were taking up and doing GoFundMe's and all of that for this young man. Is anything wrong with doing a GoFundMe? No, I believe that you should help people the whatever way you can. But in all actuality, his family had to come out and say, listen, we don't need any GoFundMe's. We don't need anything. Nipsey's family, his children will have been well provided for. So they had to stop people who were giving to a man that was already wealthy, who had already used his knowledge and wisdom to make sure there was a legacy left for his children. And I guarantee you, many of them bypassed people in their own families, in their own communities. Now, some of them, am I saying that it was wrong and their hearts were not in? Some of them, they just wanted to give. But many of them, Especially those who were the ones smart enough to put it together. 
How many people? Here's the question. Maybe you were one of the persons that gave. How many people that you know of in your own family or within your own community, within your own church that need help and you bypass them? That's a question. Because here we're talking about the personal service. The personal service. Are you a sheep that does personal service? Or you have a goat mentality when you do personal service. And then the last thing I want you to look at is there is a personal reward. That will be given by the Savior himself. Watch this. I want you to understand. Even Jesus had a personal responsibility. He had, a, he had to make a personal sacrifice of service with his ministry. He, he did it. Um, before he left the earth, there was a personal reward for him when he bore the cross on Calvary. And as a result of that, he gave the gift of eternal life to others. You know, his heart was a heart filled with love. Amen. His heart from the very beginning of his ministry was a heart of love. But what it says in Matthew 24, when Jesus says to the sheep, and I want you to get this because I, I want you to really understand what this, this message is all about. Then the king, we're talking about Jesus said to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. He said in verse 35, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And this is what he said to the goat. He says, they said, listen to what they said to Christ as he was, as they're looking and he's separating the sheep and he's telling them now they're on the outside. They're not in the group with the sheep. Listen, people of God, beloved, I don't want you to be separated from the love of God because of a goat mentality. Because you will see the sheep get their inheritance. And then you would be on the outside looking in and saying, God, when did I see you? This is what Jesus is saying. They, they're saying, when did I see you? And the Lord said in verse 44, they will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger needing clothes or sick in the prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not for one of did not do for one of the least of these, you did it not do it for me. Some of us are so busy looking for the right person to be connected to. I see it all the time in ministries. We're looking to be part of the big ministry. We're looking to be part of that 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 social group of women or men who, you know, for the women, these women, they seem like they're movers and shakers and they're doing stuff. And, and some of you men, I want to be part of these elite pastors or men of God who are the movers and shakers of, of ministry. Am I saying that we should not want to be part of great things? That's not what I'm saying. But we got to look at the heart of the intent. Because again, Jesus is saying, if you're doing that, and you bypassing that small person, that's this, this man or woman that God is saying, come on, I want you to go out and do these things for the, the ministry and the gospel. And these are people with, with integrity and character. 
and love and heart for God's people and you bypass them because they don't have a church building or they're not driving around in a in a Cadillac or a BMW or they don't know all of the people that you know and you bypass them or you bypass that that young teenager that young teen or that young man or young woman of God because they're not a pastor's child or they're not a a, 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 a prominent singer. Come on, I'm, I'm talking to the goats right now. I'm talking to the goats right now. I'm talking to the women who go into some of these churches with this Jezebel and whoremonger spirit. Come on, I'm talking to the goats right now. You know, the ones that go into churches and profess to love God. And bring a spirit of rebellion to the women. Next thing you know, you're saying the man of God, the pastor wants you and he's hitting on you. Let me tell you something. Some of you have been sent to destroy the houses of God. You are temple prostitutes. This is not my saying. This is the word of God. Do you not understand that you will be exposed? And for some of you sheep who are believers in the body, when you see this and identify it, you pray for them, but you also make it known to the man or woman of God. They're coming into churches. Do you know that every man that's a single pastor or a married pastor that's, that's trying to be a leader is not a pulpit pimp or not a, a, a pulpit whoremonger. He loves the people of God enough to be caring and showing kindness to women who many, some of them have never sh been shown kindness and love. And so you get a man of God who is showing you kindness and love. And now you want to put him down and saying he's trying to hit on you or sleep with you. I'm not saying that's not true in some cases. But I always say go back to the in character and integrity of a person before you condemn them. In this season, there are many that are going into the churches with this kind of mentality and bringing division. Woe to the sheep who don't surround their leaders. See, the goats, they already come to bring rebellious. What are you doing while you're there in the church? How are you giving? Are you really a sheep or are you a goat? The widow in Luke 21, 2 and 3, it says, Jesus says that she gave two small coins. The widow put in more than others. She put in all she had and everyone else gave their gifts out of their wealth. They gave out of their poverty and all she had to live on. It's the, you know, it, 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 it's, I want you to get, this is not a, a, a message about gift giving and sowing seed. This is a, a message about honoring God in your life, in every area of your life and being a direct reflection of who God is. See, too many times the goats have infiltrated so much. They don't even know that they're goats. 
Let me tell you what you do if you're a goat. You're gossiping. You're, you're tearing down others in the church, in the community, in your family with your words. You're speaking about men and women of God. You don't even know you're judging them. And you don't even know them. You're skeptical about the people that God is sending to you to be a blessing. And you're slandering them. You're a part of this, this, this usher board or this ministry and you're mean spirited. You have no love. You have no kindness. You have been blessed to be fortunate and you look down your nose on people. You think you're better than someone else because you have a better job. You, you have the audacity to really think it was your own merits that got you where you are. Maybe it was your education. Maybe you were gifted. Maybe you did work hard. But how do you think you got there unless you got there through, you know, the father of, of lies through the enemy? This is a self-reflective message. Because the thing about the goats and the sheep, they were herded together. They heard the same voice of the shepherd. They got the same care. But they chose a different route. Listen, as believers in Christ, we are to show love and kindness to others. We are to focus on the daily acts of mercy, not depending on our wealth and ability or intellect. Give freely, receive freely. There is no excuse to neglect those in deep need. It is not just the responsibility of the church or the government to help one another. It is our jobs individually. There must be personal involvement that's required. When we demonstrate love through serving others, we are glorifying God by being a direct, a direct reflection. Listen, this last week, you know, I, I don't mind being transparent. This last week, I was I was put in a position to, to reach out to others to be a blessing to a family in need. And this family was in dire need. In the first week, I did it, it. You know, I had about three people that responded. And I said, God, why did you want me? Because I've never publicly reached out for help for anyone. So this was something new for me. And, and I made a post on social media and... And, um, you know, and, you know, I kept it private for the family's sake. But, you know, and three people responded. That was last Thursday, April 4th. And as I was praying, I said, OK, God, if, if people weren't going to be responding, why did you make me do this? You know, and and he didn't answer me right away, but I just was kind of in my feelings. Right. And so then on yesterday, I got another phone. I got a call and they, and and this family now was literally facing their utilities being turned off and it, it was going to be by 12 o'clock noon. So at nine something that morning, I, I got the call and I was like, OK, what am I going to do? Holy Spirit said, I want you to personally text people in your phone, not everybody, whoever I was led to text. Right. People in my phone, I text some people responded immediately. Some of them still haven't responded. 
Some of them still never responded. Some said, I can't give, but I can pray. And I, I want you to understand that it is not always about a monetary gifting because the word of God says the prayers of the righteous avail it much. So those who pray, my God, though, those who are intercessors and those who believe in God, listen, I believe that their prayers help to manifest because watch this by 1206, actually by 1206, we were able to make half the payment of the goal that we were making. We were blessed enough to find out for someone that's connected to the ministry. They, they, they made a phone call and they said, listen, if you guys can make, if they can get this half amount done, they will get it, uh, the disconnect term, um, postponed to another week. Right. And I was like, Oh my God. And it was all kind of things happening because we, we wasn't able to, pay for it initially over the phone. So, you know, I was paying from a card and I had to go, my daughter had to go and take the money off a card and go to a payment center. And then we were able to do it online, right? And so the last part of the payment, we made it online. So it was just like all of this craziness was happening. And, 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 you know, we were trying to get all of this done by 12. So everything was done by 1206. That family's services was not disconnected and even after that i had people i even reached out to some people through messenger i didn't go down the whole messenger list and send it to all of my friends on my facebook no i just was very specific whoever got allowed me to send the message to they call and 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 people were are still responding today so what am i saying initially when i sent it out those three people that initially gave immediately they you know they set the precedent right and then a week you know this week yesterday it would have been a week on today but you know um god allowed i mean i want to say it's been about 15 people that gave donations and i told him it doesn't matter whether it's a small it it does it doesn't even matter and can I be honest? I was my feelings was a little hurt by some of the people that I reached out to um, that did not even respond. They didn't even, and some of them were leaders. Yes, some of them were leaders. You know, and they did not. They didn't even say, "Listen, I got your message. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray for this family. I can't do anything right now, but listen, I got you covered, and I'm praying for you." Some of them didn't even respond. And I, and I said, God, you know, so God had to deal with me because I'm feeling some kind of way. And I'm like, but God, you know, well, how do I handle this? And God said, you're going to love them. You're going to pray for them. And you're going to continue to do what I've called you to do. You got to understand that we all are human. They might just be having a bad day. Maybe they didn't get the text, right? We know technology doesn't always go right. But I had to deal with my feelings. Let's be real. Because it, for those of you who don't know, I'm a person, I have a pet peeve with texting and responding to texts and, and stuff like that. Just really texts or, or phone calls. I believe 24 hours is enough time at least for you to respond to a person's text or phone call. Especially if I call you. Because if I don't call you all the time and I call you, you know, and I just think it's out of respect. And I don't care who you are. 
I'm like that. If you text me, I'm going to text you back. If I'm busy, I'm going to say, listen, I can't get you right now. Just out of respect of people's time. So why am I sharing this? Because at the end of the day, I was able, and I know people say, you don't have to send us a receipt. We don't need a receipt. I had people say, Kenya, I know that your name is attached to this and I trust it. So I don't need a receipt, but watch this. I sent a receipt anyway. Why did I do that? And Holy Spirit said, do it because people need to see sometimes visually what their gifts are doing to be a blessing to others, man. We need to see it sometimes. We need to know that we are really sheep when we are really sheep. And some of us who goats, we need to know we goats. And guess what? We got to be able to hold each other accountable. So I pray today that that um, this message really blessed you and gave you an idea of what this sheep and goat thing really is about. We got to be better. We got to do better, men and women of God. Because we are direct reflections of Christ. I, I don't want to be in that in that separation and I'm 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 a goat. I know I'm not a goat. I know I'm a sheep. But do you want to be on the outside? Because guess what happens to those on the outside? It said it at the end. He says, then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So what does that mean? There are some people that's sitting in church with you right now that go to Bible study with you, that's your family members and your friends that will not see heaven. See, we can fool each other, but we can't fool God who is the ultimate judge. So my prayer for you today is that your heart and mind be bound to the mind of Christ. And that if you have had a sheep, a, a goat mentality, that today you repent and you ask God for forgiveness. And you ask God to enter your heart. These are for those who are believers or who think that they're believers. And for those of you who are listening and maybe you, you don't know Christ as your savior and, and, and you say, man, I, I want to be in this number. I, I want to be in the number that go to heaven. I want to be in the number that's considered the sheep. You know, the Bible says that we all fall short. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory in God. That's Romans 3 and 23. But it tells us in John 14 and 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but except through me. You got to love Jesus. You got to accept him. It's no way of getting around it. And it says that in Romans 10 and 9, if you declare with your mouth, your mouth, you get in a relation, you have the relationship. You say, God, this is me, whoever you are. I have done X, Y, and Z. I, I don't want to live like this anymore. Listen, God, I need you. Jesus, I need you. And it says, if you could declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. You say, look, I believe in you, Jesus, the Christ. And it says, and if you believe in your heart, see, that's the key. It must be sincere and heartfelt. That's not for me to judge. That's between you and God. And you believe that God was raised. God raised Jesus from the dead. You will be saved. That's Romans 10 and 9. And then you get connected to a Bible believing church. 
where they teach the word of God and you begin to read the word for yourself. There are so many, um, there are so many apps now. version is the Bible app that I use, but there are a lot of different ones. Um, and I have some other ones I use as well, but that's the main one. There are different Bible plans that you can use to learn the word of God on a daily. That's for uh, new, new Christians as well as those who have known the Lord and walking with him for a while. So I pray again that this message has blessed you. I pray that this was one of the, the, the messages that got you to understand what being love in action podcast is all about. And, and listen, if this podcast has blessed you in any way, um, listen, if you, if you listen to the podcast on Podbean app, leave your comments. I read them, man. We we're almost, I think about 400 comments in now we have almost four. We, I am enjoying the comments, man, because you guys, many of you are so engaged and that blesses me to, to know. And, and I get an opportunity to, to respond. And if you want to reach out to me, maybe you want to share your personal story of how this, this podcast has blessed you. You can email me at Kenya, K-E-N-Y-A, C as in Carlos Williams Ministries at Yahoo.com. Send me an email. Amen. And, 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 and listen, I pray that today, throughout the remainder of the day, that God will blow your mind. I love you, each and every one of you, with the love of Christ. And I pray that on today, that God will blow your mind. He will keep you and he will protect you and he will bless you and your family. To God be the glory for all that he has done. Until next week, love you, each one of you. Amen.